Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Broadcasting live from the Mobile Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for the Diener Show. Presented by OPC Pest Services on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Phil. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. And uh, we are back here. We're at Lynn Family Vision this morning. Uh, you know, normally when we come, and Dr. Lynn's got something going on, whether it's a sports training or whether it's, uh, you know, the old days of the the, the, the former iteration of um, yeah, Dr. Lynn in, in, the old, in the vision game. Um, we, we're going to tell you plenty about that, but he's got the new location here in Prospect right by Gustavo's. But the real reason we're here is to help out uh, with the cause uh, with blessings in a backpack that had to cut about 1,400 students from the program. If you don't know what the program does, when they leave school on Friday, they get essentially a bag of food that will be enough until Monday. Cost ten bucks to pay for uh, one one kid for one weekend, uh, and they had um, about fourteen hundred students cut from the program. So Dr. Lynn saw saw the news. Wife saw the news, and they wanted to figure out what they could do. So they stepped up uh, and said they'll have a matching donation. Uh, $25,000 initially here to the organization. Uh, and for every pair of glasses sold here, um, they're going to give an extra $10 as, w- as well. Now, you can donate uh, via at Lynn Blessings on Venmo. I think that's the easiest way to do it. But if you'd like to go to the website, uh, you can go to Blessings and Backpack website. You can find the Wave 3 article. Uh, we've had, what, about three grand this morning? We look, uh, right about three grand. Now, we also... Uh, I got uh, word we're going to have another thousand dollars for this hour from a non-employer is going to match. So if you give ten dollars, it's like giving thirty right now. Wow, that's amazing. So you amazing. give ten, Dr. Lynn's going to match ten, and non person here up to a thousand is is going to match that. So we'll keep a, a running tally uh, this hour. So basically, whatever you if you give it this hour, it's going to be tripled. So you give twenty, it's matched by Dr. Lynn, it's matched by uh, the person we just told you about, and now you're at sixty. So that's great. That's uh, so that's, awesome. That's that's uh, where we are right now, uh, and we're gonna we'll be telling you more um, about about that thousand uh, dollars. Or, or, that's a great match, man. Yeah. That's so again, you're basically tremendous. triple for the next uh, 51 minutes. So uh, with that, Jared Stillman, we've given him, we've we've, we've relaxed on the 8:05 to more the 9:05 uh, time slot, especially him coming off Super Bowl week. So that's really where we want to start. Um, how, how was it? It was fun, but how am I supposed to follow that coming on here talking about sports? <laughs> With, uh, you know, taking care of all the kids out there. Yeah, I know. I mean, we're, yeah. we're the, you know, it's a tuck at the heartstrings and then bring you on to bring us back to reality, right? I, I guess there's something like that. So let me say this, and I am not putting down any type of hotel or anything, but, but. I decided to stay at the media hotel for the Super Bowl at the Luxor, the Luxor. on the Strip in Vegas. Mm-hmm. 
I thought I was staying in a Best Western compared to all the other <laughs> Vegas hotels. Oh, my god! Well, you're right. You're right, because I was just uh, there for that UFC fight not too long ago, and it does, compared to the new ones, yeah, it, it looks like yeah, something really? out of the 60s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was awful. Other than that, though, good trip. And, and I will <laughs> say this. There, I don't think I ate one healthy thing while I was there, and it wasn't like I was trying to eat unhealthy. It was just way too hard to find anything healthy at all on the Vegas Strip. I, I bet. Like, so what, what did you get? What were you eating a lot of? I was eating a lot of, like, wings, mm-hmm. and I was eating a lot of, like, um, like food court-type food. Like, I, the healthiest thing I ate was one day at the Venetian, I ate at a Chipotle in the food court that they had there, and that was the healthiest thing I ate. Is that because all the restaurants were, like, full and you couldn't get reservations, or what was the deal on that? Why were you eating fast? There's nothing healthy at those Vegas restaurants. That's are you true. kidding yourself? Yeah. Like, those restaurants are just, like, all so oh, – it's yeah. like, yeah, let me get a salad and broccoli. And it's like, oh, here's, like, three sticks of butter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're yeah. right. But, and I mean – be $47. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, so, what, did you get any parties? you talk your way into any cool places? I mean, come on. Uh, I went to a couple. I spent, uh, I spent a, a fair amount of time with the uh, – Fine, proud owner of uh, ESPN 680 and 93.9, mm-hmm. Chad Boger, uh, as they get to celebrate another Chiefs championship. As he was in the there. locker room, yeah, did you go by the locker way. room he, with got, him? he got to go in the locker room and, and his video of Kelsey popping champagne. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, and, and what's crazy is that, like, this isn't even special to them anymore. Yeah. Like, right. I saw uh, Chad... I saw Chad at the bowl game, the uh, the Louisville uh, USC bowl the game. Holiday bowl, yeah. And the Chiefs had just lost to the Raiders, and I was giving him a hard time about this at the Super Bowl. But the Chiefs had just lost to the Raiders that, uh, on Christmas Day, right. and I said, "What is wrong with the Chiefs?" And he looked at me and he said, "You know, we've had it so good here for the last five years that if this isn't our year, you know, we there's just nothing for us to complain about. It is what it is. You know, it's blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Yeah." You know, I probably wouldn't feel that way if my team was so good all the time and we weren't playing very well. I'd probably be really upset about it, but that's a good outlook to have. And a month later, I'm in Vegas at the Super Bowl, and there he is. And they got the Chiefs back in the Super Bowl, and I'm like, oh, great. This is real fun for everybody who doesn't have a team like the Chiefs as their team. I mean, think about it. Ever ever since um, I came over to ESPN Louisville, uh, back then, the Chiefs had the first pick in uh, the draft because they had earned it. I think the Royals had lost 100 games. And since then, they've got a Royals World Series, three Super Bowls, and Kansas has a national championship. It's been a pretty good run to be a sports fan out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, my first year w- when we were at 680, I want to say that that was the year that Jason went to Kansas City. No, went to uh, went to Indianapolis for that Alex Smith wild card yep. playoff game where Drew Luck came back from 30 down. And I remember just how the Chiefs with Andy Reid for all those years. Here's the one one shed uh, or the one, like, sliver of hope for Kyle Shanahan, who has become this era's greatest loser. You know, he's really starting to join, like, Marv Levy and Marty Schottenheimer and (laughs) Dan Reeves, you know, like, really starting to join that group. And uh, the one sliver of hope is that Andy Reid – was the greatest loser of this century until he found Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You know, Andy Reid, all those years in Philadelphia, Kansas City, they went out of their way to lose playoff games in ways that were inexplicable. Kind of like Kyle Shanahan now. 
And uh, so I guess all he has to do is go find the next generation quarterback, and maybe he'll get over the hump. You know, it's easy. Dad's got two Super Bowls, but Dad had John Elway. And I just, I mean, it's just crazy for me to think about how Kansas City, with all those years, used to always be that team that could never get over the hump. They were always that team that never had that quarterback. They always had decent quarterbacks, right? Like whether it was Elvis Gerback or Alex Smith or Steve DeBerg or whatever, Joe Montana, you know, at the end of his run. But they never had that great quarterback. And now they have the great quarterback. And now Andy Reid has gone from one of the greatest losers to one of the greatest winners. And Kansas City has everything going for them. Uh, Jared Stillman with us here. How much did you love the? Well, I'm, I'll, I'll get to Walls in a minute. I want to want to stay with the Super Bowls. You left on Saturday because that's the veteran move. It, sa- it sounds like I mean the game. I, I don't know. I, I talked to so many people that go for the week and don't stay for the game. Is it just because the parties all week are just insane, or like what's the and the, and the game isn't as much fun? And obviously, it's wildly expensive. But um, why not stay for the game? Well, I was working. So for me, it's not as if the parties were over, but the work was over. So then it was time to come home. First off, a week in Vegas is a long freaking time. Like, yes. oh my it is God. a long time in Vegas. Anybody who's ever been to Vegas knows a week in Vegas is a long time. And that's how long I was in Vegas for. The second thing is, like, the game. First of all, I mean, yeah, I could probably have gotten credentials for the game, but then I'd have to sit up at the very, 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 very top of the stadium and – I'd rather just watch the game on TV at home. And then secondly, I mean, if the Titans were in the game, I would pay you yeah. know, the six grand or whatever it was to go to the Super Bowl. But I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to pay that kind of money to watch two teams I don't care about the Super Bowl, especially when I can probably watch it more comfortably at home. So I think that's kind of all part of the equation. You know, it's, it's like anything – you know, we do this so much that, like, going to a football game, which is what the Super Bowl essentially is, going to a football game and dealing with all the security and everything else, like, it's not really worth it as compared to the you know, flying home, sleeping in your own bed, watching the game on TV. Yeah. And I think that some of these other sports, I think about it like that. I think about the Final Four. You would not catch me dead sitting in the 800 level of no. one of these football stadiums. To watch Absolutely basketball. not. Absolutely not. I, when Kentucky played Wisconsin and that's where my seat was, I got the hell out of there. I'm like, I'm going to watch this on TV somewhere. You're not getting me to do this. Yeah, I mean, so, like, for me, that's, like, part of the main reason is that it's not worth the hassle. And then, again, to your point, if you want to sit somewhere better for the Super Bowl, it's going to cost you about fifteen grand. And I'm just not – I mean well, – and the television broadcast is Americana. Like I, I think you would be, you wouldn't be doing your audience a service if you didn't experience the game the way that 120 other million Americans did. That's right. Because you wouldn't be able to hear Tony Romo be, you know, high huh. on a gummy and and and, and being. I, I saw your thing about about Nance. I think Romo was so weird. I think it threw Nance off for sure. But I don't know. I, I just saw your tweet about. I, I will tell you, Nance. And maybe it's just that I expect more out of Nance. I mean, I think we can all agree that we expect more out of Jim Nance than we do out of Tony Romo. But Romo was talking and, underneath the game-winning Super Bowl call on television. What the hell is he doing? I, I thought Nance was horrific. And I will agree with you. I think Romo has brought – I think Nance has become a quarterback who's afraid that his receivers aren't running the right route. <laughs> yes. So he holds yes. on to the ball just a little bit extra because he doesn't yeah. trust his receivers. And so it makes every, like, but I, I thought Nance, 
for the, the first ballot slam dunk Hall of Famer that he is, I thought Jim Nance was horrendous for the Super Bowl. And I'll agree with you. I mean, with Tony Romo, I, I don't know how Tony Romo was so good for such a short period of time. I don't either. And has been so bad ever since he signed that contract. But he really has become the Albert Hainsworth of broadcasting. And, and I mean, think about this, Jared, because you always point out the Judge Judy uh, salary to me. He makes more than Nick Saban was making, calling games, a lot more. He's making eighteen million a year, and, and, and Nick Saban's making what ten, eleven? Yes, <laughs> it's crazy. He makes he makes eighteen million dollars a year and yes. does a playoff game with the Steelers, where he says, "Wow, Jim, I really didn't know how much Jalen Warren carries the ball." <gasps> I mean, I just because oh, we don't do their God. games a lot. It's like, Tony, you got an NFL Plus account? You ever watch the teams you're about to call? You ought to get Sunday ticket, Tony. You know? <laughs> you really ought to. No, I mean, it's it, it, he was so weird, and I don't think they did a, a very good job, and they didn't do it at all graphically, explaining that time didn't matter at the end of – um, you know, the uh, the quarter there. And Romo trying to explain it before the game-winning call was even worse. Ah, it's like a uh, first quarter. and I don't know if people are wondering what – I mean, he was he just wouldn't shut up and he was saying weird things. But I, I, I was listening to the international broadcast that Chris Fowler uh, and Orlovsky did. They didn't know either. I got to admit, I, did, I didn't, you know – I guess I, I got missed that as well, that the time didn't matter. Um, but that was a, you know, I don't think, I think a lot of people didn't know that. Like, I'll, I'll raise my hand on that. It, it was wild. The whole overtime thing was wild to me. The amount of people that didn't know that they changed the rule, when all I remember was the just freaking crying over Josh Allen not getting the ball a second time in that divisional right. playoff. Like, I, all I remember was the crying and how we changed the rule because of all the crying. And I was like, man, I was embarrassed that we would change the rule just because so many people cried about it. But we changed the rule, and so many people did not know that we changed the rule, including players on the 49ers who apparently did not know that we changed the rule. And then, to top it off, your point about the clock, like, it never phased me because I just knew that, like, you know, that that was a quarter clock and that it was going to go to the second quarter. But to your point, it would have been nice if CBS had – you know, put a, put a graphic up. As opposed put a gra- to right before they snap the ball at the, yeah. on the final play. I, I am in total agreement with you. I thought CBS did a terrible job of explaining it all to the audience. I thought, you know, Vinovich did a decent enough job explaining it to the teams. But the amount of people that don't know the rule changes, that was wild to me. And well, and it was an advantage for the also, Chiefs. The, the rule was changed because of the Chiefs, you know, in their game. So they're right. going to know the rule probably better than anybody. And I, the best analogy I've heard about Vinovich, I'll give credit to Steve Zabin, he said it's kind of like when the flight attendant comes on and they're like, oh, this is what you have to do at an exit. They're like, yeah, 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 whatever, go on. And that's how we will treat Vinovich. But most people are watching this at a party, yeah. you know, or not most, a lot are. You need a graphic up to say – whatever whatever communicates that it doesn't matter if the time runs out here, they're going to be able to finish the drive. You know, they just didn't have any graphic up. See, here's the only thing I'm confused about. Because I guess I just assumed correctly about the clock. Like, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. The clock doesn't. And so, again, that was just an assumption that I made. It wasn't like I'm smarter than anybody else. I just, again, assumed correctly. But what happens if this had been the second quarter of overtime? Like if the second quarter of overtime, do we have a do we have a two minute warning, and then does the clock well, no, run I mean, out? And now San Francisco is kicking to Kansas City. Like what happens then? Well, I mean, I think clearly Kansas City gets to finish their drive, and then once they finish their drive, 
then it, it's not, you know, each That's team gets the ball. Game. Then it's, it's whoever scores next wins. Right, right, right. And that was Shanahan's, right, 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 right. I, I think, faulty right, logic. I'm talking of thinking, about the second quarter of overtime. So that was the first quarter of overtime, right? Well, I mean, it was the end of their drive. That's why the only thing that would matter is a quarter, right? So, so let's say they no. score. Yeah. No, no, no. Hear me out. So if the quarter had ended, then they yep. would have gone to commercial break, right? And, and they would have gone to the other end zone. 15 minutes in overtime to Kansas City would have had the ball wherever it stopped. Correct. Okay. Kansas City kicks a field goal, ties the game. San Francisco okay. gets the ball back, they punt to Kansas City. Kansas City gets the ball back, they punt to San Francisco. So now yeah. we're at the end of that second quarter of overtime. Then we go back to the uh, you know, flip fields again. And the only... Do we hit a two-minute warning? They didn't. They didn't in the first one, so I don't think there's a two-minute warning. They, they gave him. No, but Vinovich said when they flipped the coin, he said oh. we're starting a new game. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you would go so to somebody would be the scores. the second quarter of overtime. Sure, yeah. And then you that go would to... mean a two-minute warning. And, it, like, if Kansas City is driving, or if San Francisco is driving at that second quarter of overtime and it ends, do they get the ball where it starts in the third period of overtime? Or does San Francisco kick to Kansas City like it's a, oh, that's like a great it's the game? That's a good question. I, I, I don't know. Um, it, it, that's it should... the only thing I don't know. Yeah, they, they should definitely not even refer to it as a score. They don't even need a clock, to be honest with you. All they need is a play clock. The only reason you have the game clock is to switch end zones if it goes that far. I mean, that, that's the only reason you even have a game clock. It's irrelevant. Because in the regular season, isn't there a two-minute warning in overtime? That's ten minutes Correct. with a two-minute warning, and there was no two-minute warning in this one, I don't think, because it was the so first quarter. Okay. In the regular season plays as a fourth quarter. So – like they always say it every time it goes to overtime in the fourth quarter or in a regular season game, they say we'll be playing with fourth quarter time rules, which means that under five minutes, if you go out of bounds, the clock stops. If you mm-hmm. kick a field or if you, you know, you get the two minute warning, like those things are the fourth quarter clock rules. This, Vinovich just said they start a new game. Hmm. Well, you're, you're, if you guys actually pay attention to what he says. All right, well, good thing we didn't have to worry about that. i got to get um, your thoughts on, on Jeff Walls just giving an epic rant and, and daring the ACC to find him. Well, not daring. He knew that he was going to get fined. How much did you, did you love what he had to say? Uh, I really wanted to text uh, Lauren, his wife, last night and ask her, was the 20000 bucks worth it? Like, well, L got fined. It yeah, wasn't I think, I think, yeah, I think, I think L ends up being the one that, that has to pay the fine. Oh, it wasn't him getting fined? It, it no, doesn't look like it's it. It's an institutional fine. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. But he says I he's going to earn I'll, it by chopping I'll wood. Say <laughs> I'll say this for Coach. Because I've known Coach for 15 years now. A little bit over that. I mean, if that dude goes up there thinking he's going to get fined, like if he's – if he is on a mission to get fined, which is obvious that he was on a mission to let him know what he thought and that he didn't care if he got fined, if, he, if that was how mad he was in order to take that fine, I mean, to me, that is, if I'm a player on that team, and I don't know if they know him, you know, the way that I know him, but if he's getting fined like that, like, those players ought to recognize, hey, your coach has got your back. Because that dude is not giving away $20,000 for free. I can promise you that. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that now it's not his money, but it's the school's money, you know, I'd say it bums me a little bit. Um, I don't know why. It's it's almost like like when I was a Braves fan and Bobby Cox was the manager, and he'd always, you know, he set the record for most ejections. And when I was at the game, if Bobby Cox came out to argue, like we as Braves fans wanted him to get thrown out of the game. There was something about that that just made us feel like, yes, 
you go, Bobby. And that's how I felt about this, which was, yeah, you find him. You go, Jeff. You write that check. You show them. And so now I'd say I'm a little disappointed that he's not paying the fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, Jerry, because, like, the thing is, is like if he, if he does what the league wants him to do, doesn't he kind of lose the locker room a little bit? Like, just take it laying down and just not say anything and just whatever. Like, does I mean, he said he went to the locker room and said, y'all got screwed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that was his, his words. You don't hear coaches say that very often. You know, I, I, I try to kind of temper, like, how I feel about the, the officiating in the moment. Because the women's basketball officiating, the two things that are completely unacceptable when it comes to women's basketball are the TV contract they have, given the ratings that women's basketball now has, and the, the officiating, which is just absurd. I mean, I, I've never, and you guys know this, like people that follow women's basketball, which this town does, you all know that women's basketball officiating is the worst officiating in all of sports. And those two things have been horrendous for forever. I'm not sure that I would say that like he would lose the locker room a little bit if he didn't come out against it. The thing that bothers me that I worry about is I remember my junior year. We played a Christmas tournament out in Vegas, and there was one of these West Coast refs who we never had ever had before, and she was horrible. I forget her name, but she was terrible, and he was all, all over her the whole game. And again, this was a West Coast ref that we never had, and so... He lit her up all, you know, this was Christmas, and he was on her the whole game. She was terrible. I think him getting on her made her worse. So then, you know, a couple months later, we're in the Sweet 16 out in Spokane, Washington, and guess who runs out the tunnel, you know, officiating the Sweet 16 game? The woman from Vegas. Yeah. And so I always worry about things like this, you know, as, as good as it is for the players to see that the coach has their back. And trust me, I thought we got totally screwed. And I'm on coach's side 100%, but I worry that these women's basketball officials, you know, carry a grudge. Like with him, and I, I've learned this in my own life, I've learned from him that when it comes to, like, confrontation, like, he will address something and then it's over. And that's how he always was with the, with the staff and with the team and with the officials and with everything. But some of these officials, they hold grudges. And I worry about that, you know, come tournament time, because I, I've just seen it too often in women's basketball. Jared, I worry about a, a male coach in this profession. I, I worry that, that there's a lot that, you know, subconsciously, unconsciously, that there's a lot of people that, that don't like that is a, a successful, brash male in a women's game. I think that has to factor. I think it factored in to that call. I do. I don't know that you'll ever get a true answer on that. I think. That that that's there. That's something. I, you know, not everybody's that way. There's going to be a few people that are. I believe. I mean, I think there's a lot of men's coaches in women's basketball, and if they, you know, we're always conspiring against you know the guys. I don't mean it's a heavy conspiracy. I don't mean always. I just mean I think it could factor in at some point on with one individual. I don't mean everybody. I don't mean the vast majority. I think there's a few that could could not like that. I just, I mean, you know, I, look, I'm not going to go like You don't want to go there. I know you don't. I'll go there. I'm not I think there. that. I'm not going there because I don't think it's fair. But I think it's like an assumption that I'm not willing to make. But it's but not a crazy theory. Would you are... grant me that, that it's not a crazy theory, that it's not some low-flying helicopter theory, that it's possible? I mean, I'll let you, you know, <laughs> okay, all right, defend your yeah. theory. But, all right, all right. I, uh, again, I just, I have seen this far too many times of officials holding grudges. And I worry that it's something that's going to affect us in the tournament. And, again, it might not affect us in the tournament at all. It might be better. 
You know, sometimes mm-hmm. uh, you get your money's worth, and in this case, he clearly got his money's worth. At oh, least yeah. he didn't Ooh. go up there and, you know, try not to throw the refs under the bus and then kind of do it and then got fired. I mean, at least he got up there and was like, screw you guys, find <laughs> me, but here's what I, I mean. He got his money's worth. Well, he Which brought it into the light, you know. I mean, a Carolina coach comes out, tweets about it, and then she has to take it down. Um, but I think it's one a call that would have been a, a fart in the wind uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. Nobody would have cared about it. But now the rest, the entire ACC women's, uh, you know, the, the women's basketball coaches are all talking about it, and they probably want some answers because they've all probably had miserable calls go against them by officials that aren't that it's good. It's also something that they could burn any one of them in any given game that they're down by a point. Absolutely. You know, like that is, mm-hmm. those are the kind of calls that, I mean, th- that would be like calling intentional grounding on a spiked ball. You know, it's like. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I mean, it, the ball yeah. was behind the line of scrimmage. There wasn't a receiver in the area, and he was inside the tackle box, so I guess we're going to throw it. <laughs> I, I, I can't let you go without. I saw this tweet this week. Oh, darn it. Uh, from you, uh, Lawrence Taylor loving Star Trek, your favorite revelation from Radio Road. Do tell. Oh, dude, that was my favorite thing. So uh, my uh, colleagues over at Mad Dog Sports Radio on Sirius had LT on. And last year in Phoenix, like Radio Row becomes a ghost town at about 2 o'clock Central Time on Friday. And everyone starts, you know, packing up and getting out and everything else. And I was doing my show last year in Phoenix, and Lawrence Taylor was just walking around with no handler, no nothing. And I just didn't have the stones to go up to LT and say, hey, LT. You're the greatest pass rusher who ever lived. Would you like to come on my local Nashville radio show? Yeah, right. I just didn't have it in me. Anywho, so Lawrence Taylor was doing the rounds, I think, on Thursday of this year, and he was on Mad Dog Sports Radio. And uh, LT was basically telling the host, he's like, yeah, I don't watch the NFL. Like, if you come to my house, you will not see the NFL on. Now, if I'm at a bar or a restaurant and it's on, I'll watch it. But he's like, I'm not going out of my way to watch football. And I guess they asked him, so what do you watch? And his daughter was like, oh, he watches Star Trek. And Lawrence Taylor just went on this. And, like, I'm a big Star Trek fan. And so Lawrence Taylor just goes on and on and on about how much he loves watching Star Trek and all the different Star Trek series that he watches. Yeah, like, does he like and the original I, series? Does he like the movies? Like, where, where's his true passion in this? So all he likes what I like, right? Like, he likes that whole, like, I'm not really a big Kirk Spock guy. I'm more of a, like, the next generation. Mm. And he was even like, we got the next generation, and we got Deep Space Nine, and we got Star Trek Picard, and we got Voyager. Wow. And I'm like, holy crap, Lawrence Taylor, the greatest pass rusher who ever lived, who in no way... It, do I feel relatable with? I now feel like there's something that I, you know, can associate myself with the great LT. That, that is, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. You Star Trek brings yeah. you together. There it is. There, there it, is. it is. All right. I mean, well, think about my personal life. Think about LT's personal life. Think about my professional life. Think about LT's professional life. They're not the same. No, a little different. He was in any given Sunday, and you weren't. You know, I mean, that's where it starts right there. So I would say that that's the smallest difference. <laughs> I know I would. Too. I mean, Jared I was trying to sequel. think of an obscure. Jared yeah. could be in the sequel. Yeah, possible. Yeah. Any given um, Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you do it with Amazon. <laughs> that's great. All right, man. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, see you guys. See you. Jared's done with us. We could have hit a variety of subjects there. Oh, yeah. We could have gone on and on with man. that. Well, 
Yeah, and we, we could have. Yeah, yeah, we could have. Yeah, we could <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we're here, uh, Lynn Family uh, Vision, um, and we're here. We will be telling you uh, more than likely about some, about obviously, the – Dr. Lynn and your eyes, like yeah. <laughs> pretty much can trust him, you know, with your eyes. Um, but beyond that, um, you know, the other thing, she's, you know, a philanthropist. I mean, he goes back to the community and, and uh, $25,000 match he has put toward uh, the um, blessings in a backpack. There's a, you know, 1,400 or so students uh, do not or got cut out of a program that gives, if you're not familiar with the program, kids that are on, uh, you know, lunch, uh, reduced lunch, free lunch, they give them a, a backpack full of food. On Friday, the last till Monday, it costs ten bucks to feed one kid for for one weekend, uh, and and three hundred for the year. I think I think was was the number. Um, so he's matching up to twenty five thousand dollars. He started that on Monday, and now we had we've had someone that this hour, kind of a power hour, um, is done is going to equally match. So you're getting like if you give ten dollars, it's matched by Dr. Lynn and this anonymous donor, uh, and so that's going to you know your ten dollars becomes thirty, uh, and, and you know twenty becomes sixty. You can do that math. You give a hundred dollars, it becomes three. $300. Uh, and so our listeners are, are great about this. Uh, and so this is, uh, is what we're doing this morning. And if you want to Venmo at at Lynn Blessings, at right. L-Y-N-N Blessings, uh, if you need to confirm a number, it's 2520, or you can just skip you know, it without yeah, It's Lynn Blessings, so right. you're not misspelling it. I know it always makes you think you're misspelling it. Like, right. <laughs> Drew Jones. Uh, what am I? Maybe there's another way to spell it. I don't know. Or yeah. J- J- Jim Jones. Yeah. Uh, but no, that, but that's what we're doing here this morning. So we'll continue along. We'll have, it's Valentine's Day and we have Katie. I don't know. I don't know. The stars aligned uh, for this. We got to so. talk to her about some sushi. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. Got to you got. I got to She's got to uh, you know, kind of back me up here. Let's figure out how to pronounce that. Why don't you ask ask her that? All right, I'll figure it out. Yeah, you can do that uh, here uh, in the break as uh, uh, we roll along with you. We saw we were out last night uh, and saw furniture Dan out there. Uh, yeah, Dan, the furniture man from uh, from Louisville Furniture and Lori uh, and the dogs. And I, I tell you what, it is great that she's like I can spot your listeners when they come. In. I know they're your listeners. That's right. Yeah, she's like they're you know <laughs> guys that come in by themselves and they're trying to like you know feeling looking at the furniture and. And, you know, our people have been uh, great. And the best part about, you know, little furniture, they're not going to hassle you. Like, no. Like, they have, they'll help you if you need it. The dogs may want you to pet them. That's true. That, But you won't get any harassment from anybody trying to be sales pushy. Right. Or, like, right. here's everything we have. It's furniture. You don't need vast true. explanations. Does this feel good to sit in? Yes. Well, and if you like the style of something, they've yeah, got different cloths. Of course, you of course they'll answer any out, questions and make you a custom order, that. but they're not going to yeah. harass you. So right. um, so that's one of the other great parts about going over there at Louisville Furniture. Pretty simple. What you need, city you live in. Louisville Furniture. LouisvilleFurnitureKY.com. Nestled in between Double Dogs and Blind Squirrel, where we went to both last night. Mardi Gras at uh, Blind Squirrel, then up to Double Dogs. Yes. Did you for your birthday dinner went to Double Dogs? Like, oh, big night, huh? Just like, every, just like yeah. a normal yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, or Tuesday uh, or whatever it was. But yeah. I digress. It's Louisville Furniture, LouisvilleFurnitureKY.com, and tell me you're just talking about it here in the dinner show. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Sometimes I still can't quite believe she's holding me cold. She got it all, my heart, my soul. 
From the Mobile Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. She got it all. Oh, that's what you all be saying tonight on your Valentine's Day dinners to one another. Yeah. Black Wednesday, as us single people call We're it. We're Friday. Oh, you're not doing anything? Well, I don't like to do the fast. Like, churn, like hurry up and eat. Yeah. we got to get the next crew we'll in here. we home chef or something. Maybe we'll light a candle so that we can. Boy. We'll dim the I mean, all, we, we, as you bring Dating with Katie and Katie Clark in with, with us here this morning, I mean, this guy has been Mr. Romantic, and did you hear that now, just We're now? He's got no plan. We're going out Friday. There is a plan. Okay. I love it. I love it. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Diener, Diener's yeah. Black uh, Wednesday. upset about it. <laughs> you know, that's, His uh, birthday was yesterday, Wednesday. Katie, and it's, he's right before Valentine's Day. And, uh, yeah, he, he says there's no women in Louisville, so he might be moving to a different city, but he, he's just threatening. That wasn't for air, but okay. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> you talked about moving to Florida forever. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Um, well, but okay, but to his, but to his like truth of that, I always say if there's no, if there's only carp in your pond and you want a king salmon, you're going to have to move to Alaska. I mean, moving hmm. is a big deal in dating these days, and I literally just met with America's hottest bachelor. He is like Rip from Yellowstone, uh, lives in Park City, 42, just absolutely good-looking, great business. I mean, the whole community loves him. He's, you know, he, he's always hunting. He's just Mr. Masculine, and he cannot get women. And it's like, what is going on? And a lot of them, it's because they won't move, you know. So moving is a big deal. If you're able to move, you might need to move just to find the right one. Let me go back to that because I saw you post something about this. I, obviously, I assume you can't say his name as a client, but uh, he's, he's, uh, he's you've heard, you've heard him as America's most eligible bachelor. So what's the what's the deal? I would think that guy, the way you're describing him, great looking, money. I mean, that's all that. What's other than other than not being willing to move? Like he's in the middle of nowhere, or what's the deal? No, he's in Park City, a fun area, and and he travels all the time. And he, it's not even him. I'll be honest, it's the women. So he's absolutely willing to put in the time. I mean, he's not, he can't move. He literally has built his company here. He's invested millions of dollars into that. So it's going to stay here. But these women are like, no, I don't want to leave L.A. No, I, you know, one of them has a, a farm of her own in Arkansas, which is a great fit for him. He's very outdoorsy. But she has like 50 ferrets, and she just took on 50 more horses. And he says, I, you know, I can't provide for that right now. That's not quite my season. He's like, I'm willing to find a bigger house, but... I can't provide for 50 horses, you know. She, she'd rather have the horses than him, and it's crazy to me. It's just literally crazy. So, Katie, we had a conundrum earlier today. We uh, did. It, you it, did. It's Ash Wednesday, and I know that church is important to you, but it's also Valentine's Day. So if you have the ash on your forehead as you celebrate Ash Wednesday, but you go out to dinner for Valentine's Day, do you keep the ash on during dinner, or do you remove it before you go out? Uh, how does this go? <laughs> you know, what, what do you that do? That is a that is a great question. Um, this is what I'm going to say. If if you two are both Catholic and you both have your ashes on, I say leave them on. It's, you know, it's 
it's together you're doing this for Jesus. But I would say if, if you're the only Catholic on the team, if it's highly important, you leave it on. I don't think Jesus will judge you if you take it off for your date. That's, <laughs> well, Jesus doesn't yeah, he judge. the heart. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> we know that. Pray for your enemies and rub off your ashes if you want. You the, know? the other thing that, that we talked about this morning was Naya Tamori, uh, body sushi. And, uh, Mark is, acted like it was going through the drive-thru. He looked no. like, you've never done this? Like, I'm like, I thought no. it was kind of common, and I was like yeah. wondering, as a date, you know, where does body sushi? Is that acceptable? <laughs> is it acceptable early? Where do you early? Where do you, where, yeah. do you uh, where do you fall on body sushi? I'd say skip it all the time. But, you know, I think mm-hmm. in dating, women say this all that you know, men are highly you know hypersexual. They bring up sex on a first date. You know, even if they're joking, it's really a turn off to quality women. Like we're not looking for that on a first date, and if we are, then she probably looks for it with every guy or whatnot. But Really, come on. I mean, let's let's. Thank you. You know, we we as the woman want to be the only body you're looking at, and so <laughs> I, I'm just a bigger uh-huh. fan of like let's let's keep it tight for as long as we can. You know, you start to allow other things in, and it could go haywire. There we go. But I've done it before, only one time, and uh, he but, did it know. at the nasty Four Street Live uh, event downtown. I'm surprised it was he's a still living. Event. It was yeah. nice. It was kind of interesting. I don't know. I didn't know it was going to be body sushi when I went, but it ended up being. Did that you do way. it with your wife? No, I was totally single back then. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah. would, you, would you do it with your wife? Let's get to the nitty gritty. I would. I don't know that she would. Of course, you know. I don't. You know. Of course, you know. You never know. You get invited to a sushi event. You think you're going to eat some sushi, and there's a <laughs> naked woman on the table, and you're like, okay, I guess we're doing this. We'll All right. ask you next week if if that's her idea of a romantic date night. Body I'll ask her. Mm-hmm. Another woman's body right there. And what, I mean, were there any naked men wearing sushi? I didn't know. It was all females. It was three tables Correct. of women. <laughs> they were the table. <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's even this out a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. with you. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, but they had seaweed on the skin. You know, where the where the, where the sushi we're trying goes. to justify this. So it's sanitary. We weren't worried about the sanitization of it. I mean, that was that was not. <laughs> I mean, the primary. I think Katie might have been. Might have been the primary. Katie might have been. So what 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 are your plans tonight? I mean, if you're if if a guy is date is married to a dating expert, oh my god, the pressure of this day. I don't. I can't even imagine your husband. The, right, right. So we like like Mark. Um, we we've celebrated a couple weekends ago. We went to Charleston, had some restaurants. Uh, we did do a horse drawn carriage per my request. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that was a big thing. I was like a couple days before. I'm like, are we doing a horse drawn carriage? And he just he said, yeah. Give me one second. He quickly picked up the phone and <laughs> figured that out. Um, I've really created a notes in in our in our phone and I share with him of all the things I like to do that are creative and romantic so that he's uh-huh. always aware of ideas that he could be doing. So, you know, honestly, we've already celebrated. We're traveling together in Park City. We have a reservation. So no, no, no stress, no pressure, believe it or not, with me. Uh, but I did celebrate with him. I did 14 days of Valentine's Day cards from the dollar store. So I, I talk about that on my podcast, the, the beauty of the dollar store, how romantic it can be. So my podcast dropped. It's all about romance. Definitely go listen to that one, you guys. So yeah, what do you what do you focus on uh, with when you romance is a pretty broad term, right? So the first thing I talk about is how how you two need to figure out what it really looks like. I remember one time I asked my husband, I'm like, so so what is romantic? And he's like, going for a walk. And I thought, no, that's just cute, mm. you know. Yeah. And in my mind, there's cute, thoughtful, and romantic. 
So there's these levels okay. of romance. So, you know, if we're going for a romantic walk on a beach and I'm in a cute dress and it's a vacation, that's a little bit more romantic. You know, after a beautiful dinner and we watch the sunset, you've got to create the whole scenario. But after dinner and your, your belly's full, going for a walk is not romantic. So really define with the, the woman you're with what is romantic to her. Again, here's another one I talk about on the podcast is, you know, you light one candle and you're like, I did my job. I lit a candle. Well, that's that's just that should be every day. That should be thoughtfulness. That should be considered, you know, expected, I hate to say, but expected. Mm-hmm. So go to the dollar store, buy 25 candles and really make her night. You know, there's no excuses. There's, there's a lot you can do with the dollar store. Now, so get, can you give a guy, the guys out there do's and don'ts here for Valentine's Day? Is there, uh, do you have any hard rules there? I mean, it depends on what stage of dating you're in. But, mm-hmm. you know, I have a client he booked a month ago just in hopes that he'd have a girlfriend. And so now he is girlfriendless with a great reservation. And he literally is like, Katie, find me a woman on Hinge. <laughs> today um you know go out and have fun i would say this to guys don't pressure the sex thing it's so often that women are like you know it was our third date and he just wanted sex and you know just because it was valentine's day he expected it you know i would also say to women be a little bit more flirty i do feel like i, I ask guys on a poll on my instagram at dating with katie you know how well do women flirt and pretty much 66 percent the guys responded 66 percent of women out there just are not flirting so that's. Yeah. I think that needs to be a podcast coming up. What about going out on Valentine's Day? Well, let, let me. We got we got about two minutes. I, okay. I, I didn't want to get one. Of the, what do you? What any advice for for the single people on Valentine's that's Day? What I, that's place? where I was okay, going. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe we were on the same page there. Um, I'd say stay home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, what about if you go out on Valentine's and stay Day off, and stay off Facebook and you're and you're uh, <laughs> and, and you're out there and and you see him and she sees and you know you see each other and it's like okay. This is happening, you know, because obviously if you're able to go out by yourself on Valentine's Day, maybe you're kindred spirits. Maybe it's supposed to happen. I mean, that's true. Here's the deal. Send somebody a drink. Even as a gesture of, like, welcome to singleness on Valentine's Day, you you don't need to date them and be with them forever. But if you're at a bar and you decide to go out solo, which I am a fan of, send somebody a drink. You see another single over there, just be like, I'm buying that person a drink and wish them happy Valentine's Day. That's That's good dating karma right there. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I can see that. Send one now over. Let, let's plug the podcast, the, the website, services, all, all, all the above. Yeah, check out datingwithkatie.com, and that's K-A-T-Y. And we've got the podcast. We've got like 85 podcasts so far. All of them have great content. Um, 15 minutes, so it's only 1% of your day. Check out my Instagram. I'm always doing some fun polls and checking in with my people. Uh, and then, yeah, I work for Sync Matchmaking. That's C-I-N-Q-E. Get in the database. You'll find that on datingwithkatie.com as well. All right. Well, uh, I hope you, uh, there's some surprises in store for you tonight. And uh, it's good to know that America's most eligible bachelor can't, is, is single as well. So it gives us all, uh, you know, fix all feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Happy Valentine's Day. All right. I appreciate it. It's uh, Katie Clark, uh, Dating with Katie. It's K-A-T-Y, uh, the podcast. Uh, again, Lynn uh, Blessings, uh, at Lynn Blessings on Venmo, uh, right. is uh, where you can donate here today, I think we're probably it's going to be close to five thousand dollars we've uh, raised this morning, and you, obviously you can keep this going if uh, you know after after we're off the air today. But. It makes a big difference to a lot of kids that this is their only way to eat is at school, and so when they come, I had no home, idea. I mean, the, there's a ton t- of ten bucks feeds yeah. the kid from Friday. Monday. I mean, I, it's a really important program, yeah. And, and, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, we can make a big impact here. Abs- absolutely. Um, well. Um, 
Let's see. We're wrapping things up over here. It's Lynn Family Vision. It is here in uh, Prospect right next to Gustavo's um, where the new uh, store is just about just a few weeks old. So, you know, you'll be seeing... I'm guessing more than one. <laughs> knowing, knowing how Dr. Lynn is business, the kind of businessman he is, I'm guessing you're going to see more Start than one. Start of something new. Um, so we have, what have we got to watch tonight? Then? Have we got any good games, any top 25 I didn't look. I, did, I was so focused games. on us yesterday and, and Kentucky, obviously, watching this. By scene. the way, you jinxed Indiana State. They got beat at home I know. <laughs> Goodness gracious. You that got uh, South Carolina at Auburn. Ooh, little Lamont Paris. Tennessee at Arkansas. Okay. Let's see. You know, little Bus can... Bus versus Rick Barnes. That's pretty good. And then UConn's going to destroy DePaul. <laughs> That's like the biggest mismatch of the college basketball <laughs> season after January. It's, like, it's on FS1? Well, you put that on FS, FS100. <laughs> Interesting line for me tonight. Notre Dame minus three and a half at home against Georgia Tech. Interesting. Mm. That's very interesting. That's I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Um, I think I'm taking Notre Dame. At Lynn Blessings. Keep, yeah, there you keep go. Donating. donating. L-Y-N-N, at Lynn Blessings. Uh, you can go to Blessings in a backpack. Go to their uh, webpage uh, as well to find out more. All right. Uh, Maven and Rummage up next on 93.9 and Rabot & Co. on 680.